Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Let me tell you about American Financing. American Financing would love to help you with your financial needs. If you are trying to get out of debt, I'm telling you, please, please get out of those high-interest credit cards if there's any way to do it. That should be your number one priority because they're going to eat you alive. Uh, the interest rates next week are supposed to go up. They're, they're planning on a full point. Uh, in interest rates, that means you'll pay another point in interest rates if you have a variable, uh, a variable uh, uh, situation on your hands with uh, with your credit cards, and you're probably already paying about twenty percent. Get out of them right now, please. Call American Financing; they can help. American Financing 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. I'm sorry. Did I hear the White House say yesterday when they were questioned why the president wasn't wearing a mask when he had been diagnosed with COVID and taking pictures with people? Did I hear the White House? Did I hear the words slip through their teeth that masks are mostly a panacea? I think I'm going to. I'm going to lose my mind. Blood is going to shoot from my eyes today. There is so much to report. We've got a great show lined up for you. We have the um, uh, the AG of Missouri to comment on the FBI going door to door in Missouri and saying, Hey, can we see your guns? No. Talk to him about that. We have Bill O'Reilly, Michael Malice, and the one and only who, what a great day to have Steve Dace on, on the day the president is like, oh yeah, I wasn't wearing a mask. It's really a panacea. But I feel good even though I've had every vaccine under the sun. You know, I, yes, I have it, but I'm, I'm, feel, <laughs> I'm feeling good. All that and more coming up. So Victoria wrote in about her experience with Relief Factor. She says, thank you, Relief Factor. My chronic back pain has completely disappeared. I highly recommend this product to anyone who has inflammation and pain. It only took a couple of weeks to work its magic on me. 
Victoria, thank you for writing in. Thank you for trying Relief Factor. I've been where you are, and it is a relief and really life-affirming when you get your life back. If you're dealing with pain, please give Relief Factor a try. It's not a drug, but it was developed by doctors. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered uh, Relief Factor, and after the trial period, the three-week quick start, about 70% of them go on to order more. ReliefFactor.com. That's ReliefFactor.com. Call 1-800-4-RELIEF. 1-800-4-RELIEF. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. So Pat said to me, just higgledy-piggledy off the cuff the other day, we were on the air, and he said, you know, I think Jill Biden is the worst first lady of my lifetime. She may be the worst ever. And I did have to say two words to him, Hillary Clinton, um, but he still stood Mm -hmm. by Jill Biden being the worst. Mm -hmm. So... Mm-hmm. I would like to have a little debate. I've done my homework. I'm, I'm assuming you've done your homework on Jill Biden. Oh, extensive. On what makes her the... Extensive <laughs> homework on this, this really, This really got me bad. I, I mean, hours, <clears throat> hours just okay. brooding on this. How can Pat possibly think that? So, who do you, you want me to start or you, you go start? Ahead. Yeah, you go ahead. Ready to hear it. Okay, so... You should start I mean, with this the is death just list. my case. That, yeah, I've got it. This is just my case that she is the ultimate hot sauce-carrying, Sololinsky-loving, warmongering, deplorable super predator that we've ever had as a first lady. Okay. Uh, first of all, all of the, all of the uh, different gates that they went through. Russiagate, Whitewater Gate, Pizzagate, Picklegate, Troopergate, Filegate, Emailgate, Chinagate, Pardongate, Hairgate, Benghazigate, Monica Gate, and Travelgate. Okay, so well, yeah, but a she's lot of got that a few scandals. A lot of that was Bill. Ah, uh-huh. okay. All right, let's 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 go here. Let's look at her. her let's look at a little bit of her past. A 27-year-old staff attorney mm-hmm. for the House Judiciary Committee. She worked under Jerry Zeifman, chief counsel mm-hmm. of the House Judiciary Committee. Uh, this is during the Nixon impeachment. He didn't really like her. Now, he didn't fire her, but he said, since, I would have fired her if I had the power because, quote, she was a liar. She was unethical. She was a dishonest lawyer. She conspired to violate the Constitution, the rules of the House, the rules of the committee, and the rules of confidentiality. Okay, no that's, argument that's for not, me. Yes, uh, but I, mean, I believe but that you got. All right, throw in a you know. Go uh, ahead, throw in. Make me feel better. Throw in a Jill Biden fact, uh, which is so horrible. Uh, wait, come on. I mean, she's she's guilty of elder abuse, husband abuse. She's pushing this guy forward on the United States of America, who she knows is an incompetent fool who is losing his mind. And she doesn't care because she wants to be near the the throne of power. Uh, I mean, she is one of the most hideous people I think we've ever seen in or around the office of the presidency. Uh, the Jake Tapper interview. Do you remember when I he know. when he said, "Hang uh, on, hang on, just a second. I, I, right. I'd like to get another opinion. Let me just because I brought a witness in. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just ask uh, Vince Foster." Oh, no, he's not. Uh, well, Seth Rich, come on up. Come on. Oh, no, he can't. 
All right, go ahead. What were you saying, Pat? All right, so you are dig- you are digging into the death list, so that that's good news. But no, you could you could just treat those as a joke. Just treat those as a joke. I got a lot. Uh, remember the Jake Tapper interview when Tapper was trying to ask her uh, about the gaffes, about the problems uh, from from Joe Biden, how. They were piling up. They were getting much more serious than they used to be. And she just simply says, don't even go there. Don't even go there, Jake. And it immediately shuts him down. It, it just shows that she is fully aware. I mean, she's aware like nobody else is aware of the problems that that man is having. And she continues to push him forward onto uh, uh, the this public stage that he's not prepared for, that he's not fit to do, and uh, and just setting us up for one of the worst disasters in American history. Yeah. Okay. All right. Vast right wing conspiracy. All right. Uh, she she got together with George Soros and David Brock and founded Media Matters. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Podesta, who worked for her, that John Podesta is a spawn of Hillary. Uh, provided uh, office space for Media Matters as they mm-hmm. started Center for American mm-hmm. Progress, also connected to Hillary and George Soros. Uh, then let's see. She oh, I love this. She approved a purchase. Purchase agreement for a Russian-owned company that was uh, seeking to purchase Canadian uranium mining company mm-hmm. with mineral rights in the United States. It was later revealed that the Clinton Foundation had received 2.35 million dollars worth of donations linked to the Russian company that it didn't disclose. The Canadian company involved was founded by a Clinton Foundation board member and a hundred million dollar donor. That because she had so many good friends that cared so much about charity she negotiated the transfer of 20 percent of all uranium from the united states to russia she was also on the committee of foreign investment in the united states when it unanimously approved the uranium one deal uh by the way the hill said they had substantial evidence that russian nuclear industry officials were engaged in bribery kickbacks extortion and money laundering to expand russia's nuclear footprint in the u.s as early as 2009 while we're here on the Clinton Foundation, we should remember that the foreign investors uh, in that one deal donated $145 million to the Clinton Foundation. Bill Clinton received half a million dollars for a speech in Moscow from the investment bank that was uh, in, in that deal. Um, and, uh, by the way, she was also uh, put in charge of hundreds of millions of taxpayer dollars for uh, Haiti's recovery. Recovery and reconstruction. And if you remember, uh, her and Bill Clinton were just working so hard in Haiti that they got less than 9% of all of the foreign cash to ac- actually to uh, the uh, Haitians and the government. So hmm. that's a pretty good. Did I mention? Did I mention uh, her? Did I mention? No, did I mention the Jill? The Jill Biden his spandering? So say it with me. See, say Broadway. The future is ours. Oh Thank you. Okay, tell me that. Oh my God. Tell, tell me that doesn't trump everything you just said. Uh, oh no! If I had, if I would have thought of it, I would have had the audio of Hillary saying, "And I'm sick and tired of being." <laughs> 
season. You remember that? I'm tired of people who say that if you debate and you disagree with this administration, somehow Mm. you're not patriotic. And we should stand up and say we are Americans and we have a right to debate and disagree with any administration. (laughs) Listen to how soothing that is. Listen to that soothing voice. I'd rather hear Jill Biden talk about breakfast tacos all day long. You're about than that. to. You're about to. There's another example of her hispandering. Raul helped build oh, this organization with the understanding that the diversity of this community, as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx, the Bogodas. as beautiful as the Bogodas. blossoms of Miami, not bodegas, and as but, unique as mm-hmm. the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. Oh, oh, how charming. Oh, what a charming is, phony she yeah. is. She? Oh, yeah. The worst. How about the phrase, we came, we saw, he died? Oh. How about that one? How about that one? Yeah. Oh, about about Gaddafi. Who, by the way, she had secret meetings with uh, the Muslim Brotherhood leadership uh, and the Egyptian uh, President Mohammed Morsi. Um, they they uh she made sure that they had 360 million dollars in funding to help egyptian businesses wink wink nod nod when the when benghazi happened you know remember four americans died two navy seals two diplomats uh and uh and she you know she had nothing to do with it, of course. Uh, she said, mm. of course, it was because of the stupid film that came out, which had nothing to do oh, with yeah. it. It happened on September 11th. And then after that, she doubled down on the Arab Spring. She said it was a strategic necessity and pretty much paved the road for ISIS. But I mean, but I mean, Jill Biden does. Yeah, she does. She she uh, yeah. She descends below all of that. Remember the dandelion incident? Do you remember she's walking along the field toward the uh the Marine 1. She's walking uh, in with Joe Biden in the field. Joe bends over and sweetly and romantically picks a gone to seed dandelion, not even one that was blossomed uh and yellow. It it had gone to seed already. And hands it to his loved one, Jill. Jill takes a few steps, gets behind the Marine who is standing there to salute the first couple, and throws it on the ground. <laughs> Showing that it's meaningless to her. That romantic gesture from her feeble, mm. aged husband was meaningless mm. to her. Mm-hmm. Pathetic. Do I need to remind you that Hillary Clinton was the one behind Fusion GPS and the Steele dossier? Do yes, I need to just remind, remind you that you just that one beats Jill, <laughs> Jill Biden? Just just that one thing. By the way, I doing my research and this was so re- this was so satisfying to see. She was so angry. Uh, she was staying at the Peninsula Hotel in Manhattan, and when she realized she lost, she was so angry, she had to, quote, suppress the anger that touched every nerve in my body. Uh, she didn't draft a concession speech. She never did it. Um, and she had to find another way to use the hundreds of thousands of dollars of fireworks donated by her charitable foundation. 
So she's got like half a million dollars of fireworks from Jeez. her charity for this. She uh, she also had, and I love this. Oh, I want this documented. I I, I got to see pictures of this. She had a $500,000 special effect glass ceiling that she was going to break through when she walked out on stage uh, when she won. And they were like, we just spent half a million dollars on this breakaway glass ceiling. What do we? Oh, jeez. You know, I, I may okay. have, when I made the claim, I may have been suffering yeah. from a bit of recency bias. <laughs> yes. It is yes. possible. I think you might. I think you might. I think you might. But I agree with you. She's not the worst first lady we've ever had, but she is a despicable human she being. She is. She's absolutely because despicable. I, I agree with you. I think this is elderly abuse, mm-hmm. uh, spousal abuse. But that's, and I what think it's that's doing, the way the... What, what it's doing for the nation. She knowingly pushed him forward in this. And you know she was behind him the whole time saying, yeah, you got to do this. You have to do this. And now we're, we're stuck with it. We're stuck with it. But I don't think she was the driver of it. I think everybody in the, Republic, or in the Democratic Party was pushing him. Yeah, it's just I mean, a- he is the perfect he's the perfect guy to finish the fundamental transformation of America. Yeah, because you have all these scandals. You have his son. You have his age. So there's a million ways mm-hmm. to turn on him and say that guy was crazy after everything has been done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then they can separate. Yeah. That was Joe Biden. That was not us. Because he just did all of it for them, and they could flush him down the toilet and wipe their hands clean. And I think that's what they're going to do. Yeah. Well, they have to. It's just me. They have to. Yeah. uh, Because he's out of it. Okay. Let's. uh, Let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It's the Tuttle Twins. You know, we stopped paying attention, and that's what's happened to our country. We stopped paying attention. Somebody said to me, "You know, the minute you get a gun and a concealed uh, carry permit." You're a first responder. Now, actually, when you're born as an American, you're a first responder. Um, we have to remember that. We are the ones in charge. We surround them, not the other way around. We don't need their per- permission to do things. Man, when are we going to learn that? We have to. We have to. Remember our history, what we were founded on. We will not survive if we don't know what we're even fighting for. We have to know our history. There is a way to uh, reverse course, and it starts with history. And the Tuttle Twins have just launched a new, fully illustrated American history book. It's inspiring. It is fun. It focuses on the stories and principles and ideas of our history. I don't give a flying crap if you can tell me, what do you mean you can't tell me when the War of 1812 happened? I don't care. I don't care. What was the War of 1812 about? Can you tell me what the idea was? Can you tell me anything of importance about that? That's what matters, not the date. 
The Tuttle Twins book does just that. It takes the stories and the ideas of Americans history of America's history. Preview a free sample chapter right now. See for yourself why it's needed. It's crucial in the here and now. Right now, please go to tuttletwinsbeck.com. You'll get an audio version book uh, of the of, of the book as well, and it's great to read to your whole family. It's tuttletwinsbeck.com. tuttletwinsbeck.com. 10 seconds station ID. Oh, I had a hard time uh, not tweeting out responses uh, to NPR yesterday uh, because uh, you'll never guess NPR. NPR has just discovered that there might be some concerns involving Ukraine uh, as the the war with Russia drags on. What? Not like yeah. corruption concerns. Yeah. Yeah. Listen to this. Listen to this. Oh. Ukrainian President uh, Zelensky's dismissal of senior officials is casting an inconvenient light on the issue that the Biden administration has largely ignored since the outbreak of the war with Russia. Ukraine's history of rampant corruption hmm. and shaky governance. Huh. No. No, John Podesta was over there, along with George Soros and Hillary Clinton and the Biden family, to make sure that they stopped all the corruption. Remember, when they thought that they had somebody corrupt, they gave it right directly to the NGO that was run by George Soros. And he would vet them all. And he'd be like, no, they're not corrupt. Or, yep, they're really corrupt. Got to get rid of those guys. And Hillary was there to help him out. And there was lots of government money to make sure that happened. And remember, Joe Biden himself made sure that one guy who was going to, you know, (laughs) investigate his son on Burisma, Mm -hmm. he got him fired because he was so corrupt. Right. So corrupt. Yeah. Yeah. So NPR and boy, you guys at NPR, I guess this is why they pay you the big bucks. You know, that's why you get all that government money, because you are on top of it. Who would have even thought that maybe we shouldn't send $60 billion over there without an accountant? (laughs) How much of that money is just gone? I shouldn't say that. I uh, NPR will be all over it, I'm sure. I'm sure. It's a delicate issue for the Biden administration with billions in aid flowing to Ukraine. The White House continues to make the case that supporting Zelensky's government to the American public increasingly focuses on domestic issues like high gas prices and inflation. High profile supporters of Ukraine in both parties want to avoid the backlash that could make it more difficult to pass future aid packages. Really? You think? You think if there's anything going on over there that's corrupt? That it might make the American people go, nah, maybe we shouldn't send over an extra dollar. We sent them what it cost us for the first five years of the war in Afghanistan. We have the uh, Attorney General of uh, Missouri on next to talk about what the FBI is doing with guns. Uh, I don't know what summer's like where where you live, but uh, in Texas... 
We sometimes measure the heat by how far your tires sink into the melted asphalt as you drive to work. Uh, you know, how hot is it? I don't know. My tires weren't on fire, uh, so it's cooler than it was yesterday. But even if you're not dealing with that level of heat, it's still nice to know that the uh, summer sun uh, can be blocked out when you're home or even better when you're not home and you're it just becomes an oven. Here's some good news. Blinds.com has a premium selection of shade shutters, drapes and a whole lot more. They even have outdoor shades to transform your deck or patio. And if you need help making a selection, they have design experts that are really, really good. Blinds.com, the number one online retailer of custom window treatments. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get up to 40% off everything now at Blinds.com. Blinds.com, rules and restrictions may apply. Don't forget to use the promo code UNSAFE for $20 off a year subscription at blazetv.com slash uncensored. Hello and welcome to the program. Earlier this week, I told you of a couple of places, one in Delaware, where the ATF is just showing up to houses and saying, hey, we need to see your guns. Um, make sure you understand your constitutional right. They have no right to do that. What you need to say is, do you have a warrant? If they don't, Tell them to go get a warrant and you'd be happy to show your guns. Um, but they need a reason to ask you to see your guns. You're a private citizen. You've done no wrong. No. And I know they'll come up to you as they did and videotape. We've seen it. They'll come up and go, it's no big deal. It is a very big deal. You are violating the Second Amendment. You are violating the Constitution. The federal government has no right to do that. Now, the other story that we told you is very similar. The Federal Bureau of Investigation, the FBI, has gone to several Missouri County sheriffs and saying they're going to be showing up in August to the sheriff's department to audit the CCW permit uh, holder records. So if you have a concealed uh, carry weapon uh, permit, they're looking they want to look through all of those. Excuse me? We have now the inter attorney general um the attorney general of uh, Missouri on with us now uh and we want to welcome Eric Schmidt to the uh, program. Hello Eric, how are you? I'm great, Glenn. Great to be with you again. So I read your letter to the FBI. You make it crystal clear that you you want uh, you're telling them stay out of my state. You're not going to the sheriff's department. Correct. That's exactly right. Correct. They have no business at all uh, auditing or trying to uh, obtain more information about who has a concealed carry permit in the state of Missouri. It violates, as you talked about, this is sort of the basic tenet of the Second Amendment. But also, we have a statute in Missouri that was enacted just, you know, a few years ago that makes it very clear that federal agencies shall not have this information at all. Uh, but I think what's happening, Glenn, is the Second Amendment, which is central, is a God-given right, the right to defend yourself. It's protected um, by the Constitution. The, our government was instituted to protect our God-given rights, not infringe upon them. We had a big Supreme Court case, a big win, Missouri. Actually, I led the briefing on that New York pistol and rifle case that basically said you don't need to go to a bureaucrat and prove you're in danger to have a concealed carry permit. 
This Biden administration, the FBI has been, their reputation has been trashed because they're going after parents showing up to school board meetings. They're on the march here because they know they're losing this very important constitutional battle. And we're winning because that's what the Constitution says. So here we go now. They want to go and I guess get a list or conduct these audits of who actually has a concealed carry permit in Missouri. We said, no way. You're not allowed. The sheriffs came to us and said, hey, we got this email. Uh, they sent it to us. We fired off a letter to the FBI saying, uh, you know, you shall not pass, not in this state. What What are they, what is the guise they're coming to audit the CCWs? Have they ever done that before? Is this, what? what is the guise of, no, 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 we're only doing this. They claim they have done audits before um, on the CJ, CJIS system, which is essentially sort of like, the evidence report, like fingerprinting system, right? They claim that they've done that before. But this was specific, Lynn, to conceal carry permits. And that is not allowed. Uh, there is a state, as I said, a state statute specifically directed at this kind of activity. Uh, you know, Missouri also has, and I'm defending in court, SAPA, which is the Second Amendment Preservation Act, which essentially says we will not have state resources used to enforce federal gun laws. Um, and so Missouri's been very out front on the Second Amendment preservation, you know, issues that, to protect people's God-given rights. And we're not backing down from this. And so uh, you had a, a Scotland County, a sheriff in northeast Missouri. There was an article that followed up our letter basically saying, you know, I, I'm not there's no way this is happening. I'm not going to do it. We've got the sheriff's back on this backs on this. And so we're pretty united in the fact that this is not information the FBI is entitled to. No federal agency is entitled to this. No private entity is entitled to this. Uh, Missouri law makes it very clear that that information is specifically and only housed with those local sheriffs who are elected. So, um, you know, everybody, everybody in Germany, they didn't have a problem giving it uh, to the government, all this information, because they thought the government would never use it. And they, and they said, we'll never, ever have anything to do with it. Just, we just want to keep records of it. And then there was a new regime. And, uh, you know, you were shot if you didn't turn in your gun by uh, a certain date, even if you were on your way to turn your gun in, you were shot. Uh, I mean, it, it, it became very draconian. So can you please tell um, the uh, the listener and the people in Missouri or anywhere in the country that might be tempted just to cooperate because they're approaching these people very nicely, not in your state, not the sheriffs, but they're approaching people very nicely and saying, look, this is no big deal. You're not in trouble. We just need to see this. Why should they stand on their right? And what should they say? This is their God given right. There's no authority at all for the gun, for the federal government to obtain this information. There isn't. And in fact, this one of the reasons we have the Second Amendment is to defend against tyranny, not just our, you know, it's self-preservation in our families and defenders, but it's also defend against government tyranny. Every dictator over the course of time, every tyrant has, has sought to disarm the citizenry. They don't need this list. I'll also point out, Glenn, I was on your show uh, maybe a year ago. We were talking about something else and you were you're talking about how important the Republican AGs have been and been pushing back because if it's not for us, it's down to the local sheriffs. I remember you saying that. And here we are. It's yep. safety in the local sheriff. Know. So here we are. So we're not backing down from this. It's also interesting that at a time where we're talking about red flag laws, which I vehemently opposed, I'm running for the United States Senate. I would have never voted for this ridiculous bill. 
Um, this, these red flag laws are simply a green light for gun confiscation. So you start to put all this stuff together, Glenn. You've got an effort to enact red flag laws. They've got a loss at the Supreme Court. Now all of a sudden we're trying to get concealed carry permit information. Uh, the left is obsessed um, with uh, this antiquated notion that, it's, that guns are just for the military. That's not true. Um, people have a, have a right to defend themselves. They can own their guns, and the federal government's not entitled in any way, shape, or form to ask you about it, or certainly not to confiscate those weapons. So um, did you see what was happening in Delaware? In Delaware, the FBI is going door to door and saying, you bought more than one gun in the past, and so we just need to see all of them. Have you heard yeah, that? Papers, please. Papers, please. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I have in the last couple of days. This stuff is nuts, and uh, I think it's important for people to understand what their rights are. And um, you've got uh, a federal government now, Glenn, that's trying to create a ministry of truth. You've got big government colluding with big tech. We've got a lawsuit on this. Uh, Missouri and Louisiana just got a, a landmark order last week where we get discovery now on the information that Fauci and Saki were flagging for big tech to shut people down. I mean, this is an, uh, what they want is a very big, oppressive, tyrannical government that silences people and takes their guns away. And people thought this stuff was just, you know, not really happening or some sort of fantasy. All you have to do is look at the news. And, uh, and again, my job is to defend the constitutional rights of the people of the state, and that's what I'm going to do. I have to tell you, what really frightens me is this talk uh, from the White House about emergency, a health emergency mm -hmm. and uh, a climate change emergency. If the president declares a state of emergency, it doesn't mean that it's going to go into tyranny, but he could very easily change everything and he'd have the constitutional right to do it. The, the path of the Glenn, the path to tyranny is paved with these emergency executive orders. I think I was on your show. It is. We were talking about Missouri was the first state to file suit on the OSHA vaccine mandate. Okay. What they were attempting yep. to do there, think about this. An agency created to make sure forklifts beep when they back up was then charged with forcing a medical procedure on 80 million Americans. And what we did, we won. But one of the things I said is this is the playbook. Get ready, because they're not just calling it climate change anymore. They've already changed the lexicon to call it climate emergency. And now here we are, mm -hmm. a climate emergency. Mm -hmm. And we have to push back on this. The growth of the administrative state cannot be allowed to continue. If, if you have this sort of climate emergency, you start telling people what they can drive, when they can drive it, how often they can drive it, where they can go. Um, this stuff has to be stopped cold. And uh, I'm certainly committed to that. But I think people are waking up to this. Uh, all right. Well, thank you for all of your hard work as the AG in Missouri. Um, and I, I would love to, uh, you know, do anything we can do to help you, you know, move on to the Senate. But I don't want to do anything if you don't have a good AG in Missouri, because our AGs and our sheriffs really are the last line. Do you have somebody good that can replace you? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to have a good replacement, but we need fighters in the Missouri, in the United States Senate, Glenn. We need people who understand the Constitution, willing to fight. It's why I'm proud to be supported by by Mike Lee and Ted Cruz and all the, the conservative verifiers. And so we're uh, we're just about eleven days away from that important primary where we can send a fighter to the Senate. I'm excited about it. How can we uh, How can we help? How can the audience help if they want to? 
uh, go to Schmidt for Senate, S-C-H-M-I-T-T for Senate.com, uh, and spread the word to friends in Missouri. Um, we're uh, leading in the polls, and we feel really good about where we're at, but we got to run through the tape and get there. Like, listen, the Republic, <sighs> all the things that we talked about, the Republic is on the line, and we got to fight for it. I don't think people really, I, I, no, I shouldn't say that. I think there's about 30% of this nation that they know we are, we are there. We're now at the door, the threshold. We take another step and we lose America. Is that an overstatement? But, but, nope, because here's the deal. We are not having traditional political debates in this country about tax rates and entitlement reform. The left, the Democrats, are two votes away two votes away in the United States Senate from packing the Supreme Court, federalizing our elections, adding states to the union, and having open borders and real amnesty. They are two votes away from all of that stuff happening. And we need to fight like hell to make sure we get people in there who understand the stakes, who have a proven track record like I do of fighting back and winning. And that's what's on the line. Schmidt for Senate.com. Eric, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Anytime, Glenn. Take care. You got it. He's the Missouri Attorney General and running for U.S. Senate. I would I would endorse him if I endorsed, but that's the kiss of death. Uh, so no endorsement. In fact, I hate the guy. You know what? The, la- the last thing you should do is vote for that guy. Maybe I could try reverse psychology. Maybe that will work. Um, all right. Let me tell you about our uh, our sponsor. This half hour is Patriot Mobile. Name one thing that you use more in a day than your cell phone. I'll wait. You're not going to think of it. It, Your lungs. I got it. If your service is through one of those big providers, I'm betting that you pay through the nose for that privilege, which is why you brought up the lungs, isn't it? Dad, insult to injury. Verizon donates to Planned Parenthood. Isn't that special? I just love that. Hey, every time I make a long distance call, every time I pick up my phone, every time I do a text, I get to help abort a baby. Thank you, Verizon. You need a company that believes in you in the first place. They don't despise you. They're not working against everything that you stand for. Two, you need a company that is not killing babies. That seems like a pretty low bar. And you need one that will give you a better price. In fact, the best price and the best service. That's Patriot Mobile. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Beck right now. 972 Patriot. Guys, we all have to hang together or we will hang separately. This is your first step. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation. 972-PATRIOT. If you're a veteran or first responder, let them know because they have special discounts for you. Join the movement. Make the switch. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or 972-PATRIOT. The Grind Back Program. Hey, uh, Pat, do you think it's a mistake uh, to just give up on people because they're just too stupid? (laughs) I mean, I'm coming to a place to where, yeah, Americans, pretty stupid, pretty stupid. (laughs) Many are. Pretty stupid. Many are. 
Yeah, many, many are, mm-hmm. uh, especially those who uh, generally like NPR. I'm just reading the, you know, that NPR just discovered that there's corruption in Ukraine. Maybe we shouldn't have sent $60 billion over there. No. And, uh, and boy, the responses from the people defending them, they're just so stupid. That doesn't mean that it gives a right for Russia to invade. Yeah, nobody, they didn't say that. Nobody said that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's what, just that you, it, you're you're fighting for Putin now. No. Oh, I should have. It's it's just that. Do we have to support with all of our military might and money uh, a corrupt administration? You know, we've we've even got the uh, uh, Victoria. Bartz, is it? I think that it was born in Ukraine. Yeah. yeah, And she has been trying to sound the alarm that, wait a minute, the Zelensky administration is really corrupt. I've been trying to get her on the air. She won't come on the air with me. Really? I've been trying for a week to get her on the air. Yeah, I really want to talk to her because she knows she is Ukrainian. Yeah. And she knows. And she's just getting hammered by the press. Just getting hammered by the press. And I don't know if she's right, but I think her voice should be heard. I think so, absolutely. Uh, Because we've had so much evidence of Ukrainian corruption over the years. I mean, it's not a surprise to anybody that that's one of the most corrupt governments on earth. And we've always known that. Look at what we are. Look at what we are. They're two years into an investigation on Hunter Biden and no charges yet. I mean, I think my daughter who's never studied law and doesn't have her driver's license yet, I think she could find <laughs> the criminal activity to say, maybe we should take this one to court. I think she could. My gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, All right. Bill O'Reilly is coming up next. I can't wait to talk. I haven't talked to him in weeks. Uh, looking forward to hearing what he thinks. This week, I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm yawning. I just, yourself I'm thinking of Bill O'Reilly, and he's just, <laughs> I know. So anyway, so anyway, Bill O'Reilly is coming up next. Uh, I can't wait to see what he thinks the biggest story of the week is. Then Michael Malice and Steve Dace also join us. A lot more to the program. Miss a minute, miss a lot. Glenn Beck Program. There are lots of stories that are nominees, but what is the biggest story of the week? We go there in 60 seconds with Mr. Bill O'Reilly. So you could take a chance and just assume that some cyber criminal decides not to steal your identity, you know, because he'd feel really bad about it and he'd want to give it back if he did. Stranger Things 
Well, yeah, I was going to say stranger things have happened. I mean, read the newspaper. But chances are pretty good. Uh, what will actually happen is you will get touched by a cyber criminal and uh, they'll take something from you and really mess a lot of your life up for a while. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft affect our lives. Every day, we put our information out at risk on the internet. And now on the dark web, all they do is assemble all of these different pieces of information. And nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at businesses, but LifeLock is the best in the business. LifeLock by Norton. Join now, save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BACK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or lifelock.com. Use the promo code back and save 25%. Mr. Bill O'Reilly is here, the author of Killing the Killers. Hi, Bill. Back, I missed you. How you been? I know. I've been good. It's It's been over a month, I think, since we have talked, or maybe exactly a month. Yeah, I things? was just out there Utah, wherever else you have the bunker and, and visit. I, I didn't know where you were, but you're all right. <laughs> healthy. Everything's good. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm buried deep under the ground in Idaho. So, yeah. I know that. Um, anyway. <laughs> that's, a good, um, that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, when you're vaporized, I'll, I'll be like, oh, well, good thing I wasn't yeah. with Bill O'Reilly today. Uh, so, Bill, um, tell me what the biggest story of the week is. Okay. Now, I have two biggest stories because, as you know, I, I do a lot of research for the Glenn Beck program. First, I, I, uh-huh. I it's uh, Biden's COVID. Now, why is this important? Number one, here's the most uh, well-protected man on the planet. You know, it's not like Biden's in a dive bar in Sturgis, South Dakota. All right? No. He, you can't get near him. It's him and Jill. I, I, but he's got COVID. And he, I think he was vaccinated mm-hmm. 47 times. I mean, it was every part of his body was vaccinated. Even his toes. Mm-hmm. got COVID. All right. Now, all I want to know, this is it. I feel bad he's got COVID. I'm sorry he's got it. I don't. I know you had it a couple of times. I have never had it, and I'm really lucky, and I don't want anybody to ever get COVID. Except, no, I'm not going to say Nancy Pelosi. That would be mean. I'm not going to do it. All right. So, <laughs> okay, good. Good for you. you want keep working the program, okay. Bill. Okay. All I want to know is... If you are vaccinated 45 times, Mr. President, what exactly does the vaccination do? Can we just have someone, not Fauci, because he got COVID too, and he was vaccinated 87 times. Okay. Just someone, just anyone in the Centers for Disease Control, tell the American people and Beck and O'Reilly, what exactly do these vaccinations do? They're not. Well, they they make it so it's. No, they make sure that it, your symptoms are less severe. But you know, okay. you fail to mention that that's exactly what nature does. It starts out well, really, really viral and nasty. Well, I am. I know you're a PhD. I don't know. All I know is that my son has to go back to college in a few weeks, and the college is sending me stuff going, he's got to be vaccinated 17 times. All I want to know is, what is that going to do? Give me the data, CDC, 
just lay it out, get a chart, put someone up and say, yeah, we're going to admit that if you get vaccinated now, even though it's eight times, you still get it. But if you get vaccinated, it's going to be this percentage less than if you don't. Give me anything. Don't keep imposing stuff on the American people. I will tell you that I about had a uh, an aneurysm uh, this morning when I saw the response from the president's doctor uh, at the White House yesterday when he was asked, well, how come he wasn't wearing a mask? Uh, you know, he he was diagnosed with it and then he goes and takes pictures with people. He's not wearing a mask. Uh, are you ready? Um, well, masks, as we all know, are generally a panacea. Excuse me? When when did that just slip out? What? Now, panacea means a cure-all. So this man is saying to the American people now, if you wear a mask, you're not going to get COVID. Is that what he's saying? No, 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 no. He's saying it's, uh, uh, it's the opposite. It, it just makes you feel better if you're... Yeah, you're, uh, it makes you feel better. Yeah, not a panacea. Does it make me feel better, Beck? Does it make you feel better? I, I don't. I don't feel better when <laughs> no, I'm wearing masks. No, I, I don't feel I better. I can't breathe and no, my I, ears stick uh, out. Uh, I can't yeah. breathe and my ears stick out. I know. Out. It doesn't make me feel. Better. Yeah. So, okay, Bill, cool. I'm I'm surprised. Hang on, just a second. I'm surprised that one of your big stories wasn't what happened to Lee Zeldin yesterday. Okay, now... The congressman in New York? Okay, go ahead. If you're bringing that up, but it's a local story, so that's why I didn't pick it on a national level. Um, I had dinner with uh, Lee Zeldin at his request one week ago. One week ago. Okay, because uh, he wanted to uh, ask me questions about politics. Now, I do that for any honest politician or anybody who is respectful. I did it for Barack Obama. I sure. did it for Bush the Younger. I did it for Trump. Mm-hmm. I did, I, okay? All right. So, I said, you, you know, uh, Congressman, you got to bring a gun to a knife fight. <laughs> so, now mm-hmm. in New York State, you, you can't, the Supreme Court finally threw this insane, you can't carry a weapon <laughs> and then some nut attacks Zeldin with a knife. So, you know, yep. this happened to Teddy Roosevelt, too. I, I, I know all of you remember that. Um, but mm-hmm. this is another argument for self-defense, is it not? Is it not? I mean, yeah, but I, I also think it is a, I mean, here's a guy. Here's a guy who is uh, running for office, and a guy comes up to him and says, you're done, takes a knife out and is going to shiv him with it. Uh, and luckily he stopped. However, this to me is a sign that we're, that, that's a, that's a milestone. That's a mile marker that we're passing. When you start really going after politicians on the campaign trail, you're kind of going back to the, the sixties. That's worrisome. It's, it's more than that. It's, but- I want everybody to just step back. Even you people who want to ban all guns and don't want anybody to carry a handgun. Are you just, this isn't, we live in a very intense time where there are a lot of lunatics. Now, this mm-hmm. happened in upstate New York back. If it happened in New York City, Alvin Bragg, the DA, would have charged Zeldin. He would have been charged for something. 
Yeah. Like the poor guy, Jose. Well, he Alba. was charged. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. He was charged, but he was let out on his own recognizance. <laughs> what? <laughs> so you tried to kill a candidate. Right. Now, oh my gosh. New, York is, New York, as you used to live in the, in the area back, this probably rivals Illinois as the most corrupt state in the union. This was not reported by anybody but the Albany Times Union. The current governor, Kathy Hochul, who was promoted after Cuomo was booted, okay, awarded a no-bid contract to a New Jersey firm that made COVID tests, $673 million. $673 million no-bid contract to a Jersey firm. whose CEO promptly donated $300,000 to Hochul's campaign. It didn't get any coverage except by me, all right, by me. Now, I have a slogan for Hochul's election campaign. Here it is, Beth. Write it down, okay? Here is the Hochul's slogan. If you want more corruption and violent crime, vote for me. Simple, right to the point, right? Right right to the point. up with her picture. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. All right. Hang on. I want to get to your second biggest story of the week here in just a second. Let me take uh, just a moment out to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor. Dealing with aches and pains in your everyday life is exhausting. Believe me, I know. Do you ever find yourself thinking in the morning, I can't do this another day? Do you think of yourself, geez, how am I going to be able to do this today? Do you find yourself editing your day and doing, uh, doing workarounds because you're just not able to do it? I mean, little things, getting down on the floor to wrestle with the grandkids or the kids. Monumental tasks when you're hurting, but that's what Relief Factor is for. Relief Factor uh, helps you with the pain. It is, uh, it, it's a, a non-inflammatory, uh, and it, it, it goes right for your inflammation and reduces your inflammation, which is the cause of most of our um, uh, aches and pains and illnesses, quite honestly. Inflammation is a big deal in the, uh, in the body. Ibuprofen never worked for me. Never. I thought it was a joke. Inflammation. Please. Um, however, Relief Factor shockingly does. And on big pain, it's Relief Factor. ReliefFactor.com. Try their three-week quick start. See if it's right for you. 800-4-RELIEF. 1-800-4-RELIEF. ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. 10 seconds. Station ID. Bill O'Reilly uh, from BillOReilly.com. Bill, second yeah. big story. You say you had two of them. Yeah, What's the second one? This is an exclusive for the Glenn Beck audience. So, Joe Biden needs help. He's the second worst president in American history behind James Buchanan right now. He may overtake Buchanan. I don't think so, but he could. Now, Biden has a cabinet, advisors. And my second biggest story that I'm breaking on the Glenn Beck program is that this cabinet that Biden has selected is worse than the 1962 New York Mets that lost 120 games, the worst team ever in history. 
okay? <laughs> this cabinet is okay. worse than the Mets. You want to go down right. the list? Vice President Yeah, Harris, go for it. Do I have to say any more? Do I have to no. say any more? Secretary of State Tony Blinken, Afghanistan was excellent. Should I say any more? Any more? No. Secretary of Treasury Janet, inflation is transitory. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Right? All right. There, there's a three. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg, I'm oh, the mad worst. at the airline. Uh. That's it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my okay. Gosh. Homeland. And and Homeland and security. if you know, you'll be able to save money if you just drive a, you know, a $100,000 car. That's all you have to do. Yeah. Just yeah. buy a new or car. Or get a pogo stick. Or get a pogo yeah. stick. Yeah. That's Yeah. Okay. He put a secretary of transportation. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Quote oh at my gosh. Quote at the Aspen Institute this week, I'm concerned about the border, unquote. Way to go, Alejandro! <laughs> Attorney General Merrick Garland. Merrick Garland, ready? Uh, Can't find the Supreme Court leaker. Can't find her. I said her. Ha ha! I know who it is. He can't find it. Secretary of Energy, Jennifer Granholm, former governor of Michigan. How's that air conditioning bill down there in Texas, Beck? How's that going? Okay. Health and Human Services Secretary, Xavier Becerra. Hey, Xavier, what about the vax? What's the vax going to do? How about the director of domestic policy? This is all Biden cabinet. Susan Rice, Miss Benghazi. Oh, no, no. This wasn't coordinated. It was a videotape that did it. This is the lineup, Beck. Is that not wow. worse than the 1962 Mets? Oh, I, I think you'd have to throw in some 1919 uh, Black Sox as well, because they're dirty as hell. Um, I have to tell you, Bill, I, I mean, I looked at the, you know, I know all of them, and we do stories on them, but I hadn't looked at them as a group. How does this president walk in to the Roosevelt room where they're all sitting there and go, you know, uh, I I think we're just going to close the door. (laughs) Oh, man. Wow. Oh, 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 oh. I haven't been to the border because I haven't been to Europe. Thank you. Thank you. God bless. But you know, but you know what, Bill? They're, they are all, um, they are all competent at one thing. They are all competent on, on destroy. And I mean this as intentional on creating the conditions to destroy America and our energy. I mean, everything they do, they're on the same page. If you look at these not as like, that's a crazy mistake, but you look at it as no group of people could make this many mistakes that are this <laughs> bad for America. They're very competent at doing. No, no. Now, see, that's everybody thinks it's a big conspiracy that they want to tank the country. Then all of that. Well, I disagree with that. I disagree with that. It's not a conspiracy. Why? Because these people are so incompetent. The only one on the list that has any, any 
All right. Uh, vision at all is Blinken. Blinken made a mistake in Afghanistan. I'll never admit it. But Blinken is probably the only one who has any thought process at all. But what you're saying is they're zombies. So, so the progressives say you got to destroy the American uh, energy industry because if you don't, global warming and we're going to have a giant tidal waves going to drown everybody. So that's what we have to. And they all believe it. They all believe it. All right? They're zombies. They're ideological zombies, and a lot of them are affirmative action hires. Why do you think Harris is there? Why do you think Buttigieg is there? Why do you think Mayorkas is there? I mean, it's all affirmative action. Zavir, Xavier, Bessaria, come on. This guy, he's in charge of health and human services? We have more fentanyl deaths than than we've ever had this country. Has he said a word about it? Does he even know about it? And Biden... You know, yes, he's incredibly incompetent, unbelievably incompetent. But with these people backing him, it's, I mean, I'm just sitting here, I'm staggered about how incompetent this government is. It's like, I mean, we're living right, in Mali or something. Let me uh, let me ask you a question on incompetence or intentional. Uh, the word is uh, this came from the New York Post, I think, yesterday. Word is the Biden Justice Department is finally getting set to press charges against first son Hunter after dragging its feet on the probe. But it looks like the feds will shy away from the key issues exposed in the Post reporting on Hunter's laptop. Spare the Democrats in advance of this year's midterms. Uh so they're saying that they're going to maybe go after him for taxes, but they're not going to go into any of the deep stuff. Uh, and are they delaying it now? Uh, and there's a pretty good case that they are. Are they delaying it to, until after the election? Well, that must be. <laughs> What's going on, Bill? Grand jury. The grand jury in Delaware has only been sitting for more than two years. That's all. I mean, that's you know, it. They're still, you know, trying sure. to get to know each other trying to get to know each other only two years number two merrick garland is the guy that's got to sign off merrick is still hunting down that supreme court leaker can't quite get her um but you know so you're right i believe this report i have not been able to confirm it i tried to confirm it yesterday on billoreilly.com um and we have very good sourcing inside the justice department but i couldn't confirm it but it makes sense that they got to do something about hunter so they'll do a tax evasion beef. They'll give him a plea deal. Uh, he can't come out of his Malibu house for three weeks or something. I mean, you know, that'll probably be what it is. So they don't have to get into the messy quid pro quo, the vice president of the United States setting his son up to make millions of corrupt dollars from foreign nations, which is what happened. Wow, what a travesty of justice. What a joke our Justice Department will be if that happens. And I, th- I think you're right. I think it will happen. Yep. It's, look, we're living in a country now that's about a third world country government. That's what I said, where we live in a Mali. That's an African nation. It, it doesn't operate. And this is the tragic part of it. All of these people are civil servants accent on hmm. servants they're supposed to serve the people look out for the people's benefit the good of the people protect the people this is the last thing on their minds okay they're not doing any of that and you can just go down the list of, of open water runaway inflation on and on and on 
Yeah. Bill O'Reilly, thank you so much for joining us. That's uh, Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com, the author of the book Killing the Killers, uh, The Secret War Against Terrorists, which is out now. Killing the Killers, BillOReilly.com. Back in a minute with Michael Malice. The Glenn Beck Program. Let me talk to you a little bit about preborn. Over 63 million uh, unborn human beings have been killed between the time that Roe versus Wade first came down uh, to the recent decision to overturn it. 63 million. It hasn't been outlawed, no matter what the press says. In fact, I think it's going to get worse in some states. Now, Preborn has positioned their clinics in the top abortion cities where 50% of the abortions take place. And these are the ones that are coming under attack. These are the ones that the state of New York, the federal government, everybody's starting to crack down on them because they're lying. You know, they, they use words like baby instead of fetus. It is crazy what's going on. They really need your support. Please help us save babies. Uh, donate to Preborn. Just dial pound 250, pound 250. Say the keyword baby, pound 250. You can find out all about them at preborn.com slash Beck. Save babies. Help us now. Hey, you don't want to miss today's uh, uh, exclusive, the Friday exclusive on Blaze TV and uncensored COVID-19 coming up today on the Blaze. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome. Glad you're here. Michael Malice, the author of the uh, the Anarchist Handbook, also a great book. Dear Reader, the unauthorized biography of uh, Kim Jong-il uh, and the host of the podcast, You're Welcome. Michael Malice joins me now. Uh, the story, Michael, that stuck out to you this week that you think really needs to be discussed. Well, there are couples, but I think a couple, I think the one that really is flying under the radar, it's what's going on in the Italian elections. Uh, Glenn, what you know, and many listeners know, a lot of things that happen in Europe often presage what's going on in the States. I'm thinking particularly of Margaret Mm -hmm. Thatcher's election in 1979, which paved the way for Reagan in 1980 in America. Uh, And of course, Brexit in some ways was foreshadowing for what's happening with Trump. Um, We just saw uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, Marine Le Pen's national rally doing far better in France than had been expected. Uh, th- you know, they, yeah. uh, this term far right is is really a disservice because it means different things in different countries. Uh, you and I both yeah. remember it wasn't that long ago where Mitt Romney is far right. Um, and then Paul yes. Ryan was the was the far right side of the Republican Party. Uh, and now he can't right. even get arrested. Um, what yeah, and now Mike one- Lee, who now Mike Lee is the far right. The Constitution is the far right. Really? Yeah, it's, uh, it's it's dangerous in over in Europe. The far right means fascism. Yeah, yes. And and I'm thinking specifically of Italy. What happened in 2018, you know, people a lot of times in the States say we need more political parties. Well, in Italy and other places, they've got like 12. Uh, so you'll have like mm-hmm. four left wing parties, four right of center parties. And in 2018, Berlusconi, who had been prime minister, who um, uh, might best be known as referring to Angela Merkel as an unbelievable 
lard ass, um, his party had been the predominant <laughs> center-right party. And then in that election, Matteo Salvini's league basically came out of nowhere. They were to the right. They were kind of a minor party. They became the main political right-wing party. They formed a coalition of government. Then, oh, they're the crazy far-right one. Salvini's out, out, out of his mind. The Italian government just collapsed this week. And the party to Salvini's right, the Brothers of Italy, which in many ways are the descendants of, you know, fascism started in Italy. It was Mussolini. These mm -hmm. are the people who are yep. his descendants ideologically, for better or for worse. Now they're the ones who are the main right-wing party. So the, we know the story of the boy who cried wolf. So the more the media says far right, yeah. far right, far right, the spoiler of that story is eventually the wolf shows up. So if you keep telling people you can't vote for Paul Ryan, he's far right, you can't vote for Trump, he's far right, at a certain point people are like, I can do whatever I want. This is a democracy or a democratic republic, and things are going to end up in a way that I think the regime doesn't like, both in the States and abroad. Again, we saw it in Hungary, we're seeing it in France, and now we're going to see it in Italy in their upcoming elections. You know, Bullis, uh, 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 Berlusconi called me mm, 2011, 12, something like that. Um, and uh, he said, hey, I, I want to know how to really start a tea party. I'd like you to come over and meet with me and, and help me, you know, uh, captivate the tea party spirit in Italy. And I'm like, well, you didn't have a tea party. Yeah. Uh, and you already have people there trying to do it. And I think you're just like a Mitch McConnell trying yeah. to co-op that. So I, I never went. Uh, maybe I should have. Maybe I should have, because <laughs> there's some really there's some really good people there that that understand the difference uh, between American Tea Party people and fascism. Yeah. And Do they're they just have... as afraid of fascism as we are. Well, they have reason to. I mean, this this isn't some kind yeah. of vague fantasy thing. But do they even have tea over there? Wouldn't it be like the pasta party or something? Yeah, I know. I was like, yeah, that's what I asked. I asked one of the guys at the tea party. I'm like, how are you selling this? And he's like, a lot of explaining has to happen first. Um, so uh, one of the things, there's two things that really disturbed me that I wanted to talk to you about. One. This constant talk, and it's coming, I'm telling you, Michael, it's coming, and it is terrifying. This constant talk now of a health emergency and a climate emergency. And the White House talking about issuing emergency orders. If he declares an emergency, you are living in fascism. Whether he does it or not, he can become a fascist dictator. And I think that they will do things that are very fascistic. No, I, I think th this is their last gasp. They have to try. They're going into the midterms. What do they have to show for it? They have an overturning of Roe v. Wade. They banned lynching in the federal level. And now gay marriage is now legal, Glenn. It's just, oh, my God, gay people can now get married. It's a, uh, We should have a big wow. month-long celebration. So Biden was, one, I think, the first Democratic president to come in without a significant um, Senate majority. And he, of course, he barely has a House majority. But you're forgetting something, that we have this Supreme Court. So a lot of these, the mask mandate wasn't taken down by Mitch McConnell on airplanes. It was taken down by a judge. And the judges, mm -hmm. the Supreme Court just recently pulled back uh, the overreach by the EPA, I believe it was. So some of these emergencies that he's going to put forward, it's going to very quickly uh, 
find a lawsuit and it's going to very quickly make its very quickly it's going to make its way to the supreme court <laughs> and and i think and I, I i suspect you think as well there was a meeting somewhere at the high ranks of dnc and they decided to cut their losses with biden because you had npr npr uh the voice of the regime yep. just yesterday came out and said you know all this money that's going to ukraine People aren't talking about all the corruption over there. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. No. For NPR, yes. Wow. For N- wow. <laughs> that is a... That is a I t- tweeted for- back to NPR yesterday. Hey, I did five specials on the corruption yeah. in Ukraine two years ago. You should, yeah. you should check them out. <laughs> so in, can I ask you, in your, in your opinion, if NPR is saying this, don't you think this is some kind of... Uh, something has yeah, gone I think on that- behind the scenes? Yeah, I think the ship is turned. Um, I think they, uh, you know, the, I think personally this was the plan of the far left the whole time. He's the perfect president to have. He's an empty suit. We can tell yeah. him exactly what to do. Uh, yeah. He's senile, so we can get him out if we have to. Uh, and his he's wildly corrupt. If we have to, we even have that, or we just have the threat that you guys are going to go to prison. Uh, and we're not for you. Remember, it was the Republican oh, Party that f- that finally got Nixon to resign. It wasn't the Democrats yep. or the scandal. It was the fact that the Republican Party said, we're not standing with you anymore. And it was Goldwater who had to sit Nixon down and said, you're out of here. Um, and yeah. I think that the fact that it's, it would not be impossible at all for Hunter to be arrested because he's got, I don't know how many crimes uh, he was. He's admitted publicly in uh, the New York, the, either New York or New Yorker magazine, that he was a crack purchaser, which is a felony, which yeah. you know his dad pushed very heavily uh, when he was in the Senate back in the '90s. So, uh, I, I, but the thing is, they don't have a plan B. Uh, Kamala Harris, from their standards, is even worse. She's even more unlikable. She's even she's she's having more brain damage than him. So they're scrambling, and it is an emergency. When they say it's a climate emergency, what they mean is it's an emergency for them staying in power, and that's why they're friends. Yeah, it is. Uh, One other thing uh, that I wanted to pass by you: the FBI. Um, it is going door to door in Delaware for anybody who bought guns. Yeah. And they're saying, we need to see your guns, which is absolutely unconstitutional. Um, in Missouri, the uh, ATF, I think it's no ATF. Yeah. FBI. No, ATF in uh, in Delaware and FBI just notified all of the sheriffs in Missouri that August 1st, they're coming to uh, do an audit of all the CCWs, all the uh, concealed carry permits. And uh, that's also illegal. And I'm sure, Michael, and I'm sure all those sheriffs who love the Constitution said, no, we're going to support our citizens, Second Amendment rights, and we're going to do the right thing. Right. That's what they said. Actually, a lot of them did. A lot of you them said, they- I'll go to jail bef- before before that. And the attorney general of Missouri, I just talked to him. He wrote a letter and he's like, you're not coming into our state and asking that. You're not. Forget uh, the, it. You're not welcome you, here. Do you think that that's going to happen or you think they're going to just going to do what they please? I think that's going to happen in Missouri that they will stop it in Missouri. I, in Delaware, in, they won't. But in Missouri, they will. Th- this is. Uh, I, I, this is happening faster than I think you and I thought. 
Um, this is extremely disconcerting. I, I'm sh I, you and I, I think, discussed what happened in New York, where the new law in the wake of the Supreme Court decision is now going to be, we're going to look at your social media to determine whether you're a good mm -hmm. person or a, a decent person in terms of having gun rights. Uh, I recently, finally, as a newly uh, Austin resident, acquired a gun and have exercised my Second Amendment rights. And all I can say is I hope people you know, go out and have get as many weapons as they can uh, because they're going to do whatever they can, including Mitch McConnell, to make sure you cannot protect yourself in your own home. And they are trying everything in their power to make it a crime to defend yourself. This is one of the reasons I left New yeah. York. If someone broke into my home and I defended myself 100%, I would be the one on the hook and they would be delighted to make an example out of me, just like that guy in the bodega um, not that long ago. Who yeah, was Jose Alba. Yeah. So it, it, yeah. They, they really is this idea that if you defend your, like Yuval is another example, there is this idea that if you defend yourself or your children, you are the problem because you didn't let the government do it for you, even if the government, oops, sometimes make air quotes mistakes. I will tell you, I read the news today uh, and I wasn't going to share this, but uh, if you sign up for my newsletter and you get my show prep, this is what I got out of my show prep today. Um, as I read all of those stories there, uh, I realized there is no center anymore. You know, they say the center won't hold. There is no center anymore. We've got we've got a four year old shooting at a cop because they're arresting his dad. Um, that goes back to a story last week where this, these black kids, probably eight years old they're they are just beating on this cop. Um, all of these stories that are showing that chaos is reigning, uh, and chaos is being conser uh, uh, is being, um, uh, uh uh, gosh, I'm sorry uh, that, that chaos is being pushed. We have the people in in our D.A. offices that are just letting these criminals out. The guy who tried to stab a candidate last night in New York. Oh, he was released on his own recognizance. This is nuts, Michael. I think this is going to happen really fast. But th this is the playbook, which is this happened in Chile and, and many other places where uh, government agents refuse to enforce the law, even basic minarchist law, which is just protection of person and property. Then things get violent and crazy. And then the response from the masses and or the government is, well, now we need more government control because look how chaotic things are becoming. You've seen this happen time and time again. Uh, they either don't care or it's by design. You could put on your tinfoil hat and say it's by design. At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. But I agree with you completely. Uh, they're, they're, all they're going to do is double down. I don't think they paused for one second after Chesa Budin, uh, the San Francisco DA was recalled. No. Uh, the, and and no. we, like those examples just gave are perfect examples. The fact that you can attack a gubernatorial candidate and be walking the streets is just, just mind boggling. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much, Michael. I really appreciate it. Um, you check out Michael's uh, podcast. It's called You're Welcome. Michael Malice. Thanks, Michael. I, I missed you. Um, our sponsor this half hour. Yeah, I missed you, too. Um, uh, real estate agents I trust. If you've ever moved before, you know the process of buying and selling a house is a huge, huge hassle. No matter how you slice it, it's a pain in the butt. Well, there are all kinds of things that can be done. 
uh, if you have the right real estate agent, uh, just getting your house ready and no having the real estate agent know what's going to be a problem in the house and then listening to them. Um, those are some of the best things that, uh, a real estate agent can do on, on, on the first day, then making sure that they know how to negotiate. They know how to get you the best price for your next house and the best price for your current house. That's really important. How about the closing? Do they know what they're doing? Can you make it really super simple? Yeah. Real estate agents, I trust.com. We go out and we look for the real estate agents that have the best practices. And then we look at their track record. We put them through an interview process. We've got about, I think it's 5,000, might be more than that now, 5,000 people that are on a waiting list um, that uh, uh, want to be a part of real estate agents, I trust, but we haven't. We don't have the time to monitor the ones that we already have. We want to make sure every every single uh, person is followed up with to make sure their experience is right. So if you have a real estate uh, question, you are selling your house, buying another one, call realestateagentsitrust.com. Just go there now, realestateagentsitrust.com. Tell us you're buying, selling, or both, and we'll find the right one, the right real estate agent to help you get the best deal. Real estate agents, I trust.com. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glenbeck.com. On April 28th, 2021, Marilyn and Paul Hooper say their home was unlawfully raided by the FBI over allegations that they had stolen Nancy Pelosi's laptop on January 6th. They say while they were sleeping, the FBI kicked down their door, held them at gunpoint, cuffed them, interrogated them for over three hours. Well, as it turns out, it was a case of mistaken identity. It was shocking and scary. And Marilyn has told me, we didn't know our rights. Uh, we made too many mistakes. Now Marilyn is committed to teaching others how to stand up for themselves if the FBI comes knocking or kicking their doors down. Tonight, our Friday exclusive. Seeing what the ATF and FBI are doing in two different states, you need to know your rights. She will be giving the do's and don'ts for dealing with the FBI and telling us why she's determined to empower others to stand against tyranny. Marilyn was not somebody who was some sort of crazy radical. She she's never been that way. Oh, she had one experience with the FBI and she is now uh, my exclusive with Marilyn airs tonight, 5 p.m. Eastern on Blaze TV for subscribers only special offer blaze TV.com uncensored. Use the promo code unsafe for 20% off program.
What you are about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. Uh, I have to tell you, first of all, my wife always says, you don't take vacations, honey. You've got to take vacations. I always tell her, what are you talking about? I take vacation. I just took a vacation. Uh, this is the product that you're listening to now. This is the product of my last vacation. I worked with the Millennial Choir and Orchestra to re-score this theme. And they were fantastic to work with, and I can't thank them enough uh, for the best vacation day of my life. Anyway, Steve Dace is here. Of course, we're going to talk about the president and COVID. Wait a minute. He's got all the vaccines, all the boosters. He's wearing the mask. How did he get COVID? Well, they don't know. Where did he get COVID? They don't really care now. Wait a minute. You were tracking every place I was going because you needed to find out where it was coming from. And you don't care about where the president got it? Okay, all right. Makes as much sense as everything else today. Steve Dace joins us in 60 seconds. You've heard the phrase, history is written by the victors. Uh, Well, history is being rewritten now by the Marxists. Uh, If... I hope they're not the victors in the long run. Um, Then history is going to come down to what you wrote in your diary and keeping it safe. Uh, We are we are at a point now. We're at a breaking point with our country. I I think we are really on the edge Uh, and we could lose our country at any moment. Please, while you can. Grab true history books. The Tuttle Twins books are out with, I've told you about a million times, they've got all these books about the different ideas that created America. But there's something else that they have. They now have a history book called American History. I know, it's crazy how they came up with that name. Uh, But it's our history from 1215 to 1776. And it is the true story of our history. And it is good it's exciting it doesn't concentrate on the dates and the place it concentrates on the ideas that created america uh go to uh tuttletwinsbeck.com and you will see the book uh they're also including the audiobook version in uh, in your book purchase so get it now tuttletwinsbeck.com tuttletwinsbeck.com mr steve dace welcome to friday what was the biggest story of the week steve Unquestionably, Glenn, I think it is the overall health and state of mind of uh, the so-called leader of the free world. And he told us on uh, on Wednesday, uh, he told us he had cancer. On Thursday, uh, we found out despite being <laughs> quad uh, quad uh, poked and uh, jabbed, he's got COVID. Maybe this weekend we'll find out he has myocarditis, and then we'll know he did the full show we call it hokey pokey, if you know what I'm saying, brother. If you're picking up what I'm laying down. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I got it. I okay. got it. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, cancer and COVID, same generally, uh, same length. I can't think of, of anything. Word, I can't and, think of anything happening right now in public health that is known to spread either one of those things. Right. Yeah. I have to tell you, uh, the uh, the president's uh, overall health, I think is declining quickly, mm-hmm. but I think the left is done with him now. I, I agree. think he's done. I think he's done the big transition stuff that they needed him to do. And it's, it's, it's as popular as I think they knew it would be. And now they can just wash their hands of him. I completely and say, agree. Well, that was Joe Biden. I think a watershed, we crossed this Rubicon a couple of weeks ago 
when you could go on Twitter and openly uh, access and share without any warning labels or censorship at all videos of the first son getting oral sex from prostitutes and doing crack. And keep in mind, this was the same platform that if you had the laptop where all these things came from and reported on that, they censored you because it was a month before the election and they didn't want this information to get out. And so now, why aren't they censoring you for this? Why? I think, I yeah. think that was a clear opening salvo that uh, the narrative, you got to keep in mind, when, when you're dealing with the spirit of the age with these people, it's all narrative all the time. The agenda, everything is to drive their narrative, and the narrative is to drive their agenda. And they're, they're greasing the skids. They're, there must be, there's going to need to be a rebrand after November, a reboot. Someone has to take the fall for this. And, and the same day that Twitter said it was okay to share these tawdry videos of the first son, that's the same day that the New York Times, Glenn, out of nowhere, I'm sure it's a pure coincidence. Out of nowhere decided mm -hmm. that after three years of dementia episodes, maybe it's time to talk about the president's fitness for office. Not a coincidence at all. It is clear that this narrative is kind of being cast now in advance of what everyone anticipates will occur in November. I find it interesting yesterday that NPR, I did four or five specials on the corruption right. of Ukraine. Right. Okay. Named all the, dug up all the bodies, showed all the connection, everything. Five specials on it uh, for three years. And NPR just reported today, you know, maybe we shouldn't have sent that $60 billion over there because there's rumors that they're corrupt. Um, what? I, I feel like Adam Sandler. News that would have been good to know yesterday. Okay. I mean, it's just, um, I, I, this thing has greatly frustrated me, brother. I'm a child of the 80s. I grew up in the 80s. I'm in a, we're America suck it kid. I grew up in that era. Okay. And, yeah. you know, and, and as, you know, I love Rocky for if eyes can change, then news can change. Okay. I mean, I, 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 I understand the residual Russian leeriness and hatred. All right. Um, and mm -hmm. if you look at the long arc of Russian history, there's a lot there, frankly, to hate even before we get to Lenin. Right. There all right. Is. So I understand it. All right. But you have to see the world for what it is and not what you think it is. And for all these Republicans to just come out reflexively and say, we, we have to save this corruptocracy from the thugocracy or we've lost the Western world. So give them a blank check. And if you dare ask questions, just like we saw with COVID, if you dare ask questions, you ate grandma, right? Uh, you're a, you're a Putin enabler. Well, brother, here's what's happened since we, since we, we have unilaterally, what is it, 89, 91% of the Ukrainian resistance we're, we are unilaterally funding here in the U.S., right? Here's what's mm -hmm. transpired in the few months since we got involved in this in a, as a proxy war. Putin is wealthier than he has been in seven years. Uh, the Russian yep. ruble is the wealthiest it has been on the exchange markets in over seven years. All of the stature that Putin lost after his joke of an Olympics when they were doing paper mache toilets, Glenn, all of that's been erased. He now has prominence now on the world stage. He is seen as a major player again on the world stage. We're paying record high energy and fuel prices. We're in a we're, If we're not in a recession, the next quarter will confirm one. We are seeing an economic cataclysm here in our own country. The Saudis are selling are selling their natural gas or getting natural gas cheaply from the Russians. So they can then, you know, pill for us uh, in the market. Those are the same Saudis, by the way, that Trump was doing Israeli Saudi peace deals with just a few years ago. All right. And so if, if this is if this is opposing Putin, all right, I would hate to see what Putin enabling is. And there's a lot of people that I like people I used to work for Ted Cruz. I love Ted Cruz. 
I would love to get them. I'd love to put the Wonder Woman lasso of truth around all these people that vote just reflexively said Russia must stop. 1987 must stop. Reflexively must stop. Well, now that we are the ones taking it in the shorts for this, I'd love to put the Wonder Woman lasso of truth around them and say, what piece of information were you given? That told you any outcome other than the one we're facing right now is how this was going to end. That somehow Ukraine was Bunker Hill. This was the, the Zelensky with all his whys. He's the new Lekwalesa. This is the place to make your stand, to draw your line in the stand. Because it seems to me all we're involved in here is a Habsburgs dynasty urination match between one wing called the World Economic Forum and another wing called Vladimir Putin. Not my fight, man. I've got a lot of other things going on um, in my culture that I've got to deal with right now other than how many more green shirts can I buy for Zelensky and all his wise? Huh. Holy cow. I wish you were passionate about something, though. <laughs> I really do wish you had some passion about any topic I bring up. Uh, let me turn to uh, let me turn to the climate and health emergency orders that the White House is talking openly about executing. I think that there's two things that will kill a a republic and finish it off. Mm -hmm. One, an emergency order with people at the top that want it for the reason for fundamental change to get their things through without anybody questioning them. Uh, An emergency order and adding people to the Supreme Court. Those are those you you don't go back from that. Are we close to emergency orders like that? I I think, and I think this is something that a lot of folks in in a generation that remembers what it was like when over issues like taxing and spending, Reagan and Tip O'Neill would go at each other's throats until 7 o'clock Eastern, and then the news cycle was over, and they'd get together over a brandy or a bourbon and, and you know watch the news together and compare notes and say, dude, you got me really good there. We're back at it again tomorrow. I think a lot of people that grew up in that era where this was largely a right of center versus left of center political conversation, except for a couple of hot button issues like abortion, have got to really recognize what time it is. You are, you are dealing with an opposing force now the, the the spirit of the age there's literally a demonic manifestation in a, within a political major political party in America Glenn and since we only have literally. two literally and since and here's what i mean by that you know if if something goes pagan or something goes haywire it still is seeking some form of transcendence and absolute that you can eventually find some area that you agree with ayn rand was a huge was a huge atheist thought christians like me were morons even she though looked at the world right. and realized there must be some objective truth somewhere and created her own philosophy called objectivism to recognize it we're dealing with nihilism now we're dealing with ye be mm-hmm. like God, garden, you know, first things kind of stuff. I'm my own gender. I'm my own identity. I'm my own everything. I, I name everything. I will be the most high. I will, I will ascend. I mean, literally the language of Lucifer himself. You're dealing with that. And I think that politically, you have to put every card on the table. Things you never thought were possible before are absolutely possible now. And, and I think this, is, this isn't going to be won by the politicians you elect. I fear that there are people in our audience, Glenn, that they're, they're going to be in the camps one day with their kids, and they'll pat them on the head and say, it's okay, honey, hunker down. The red wave's coming to save us. It's never coming to save you. 
All right. You are going to have to be the people that you have been waiting for. Our, our people are going to have to learn, uh, like in Los Angeles right now, we're going to do another mask mandate, but the woman who runs the health department isn't wearing it when she goes out. It's what Christina Pushaw in DeSantis's office has, has eloquently called. It's not hypocrisy. It's hierarchy. They're better than you. You're lesser than them. They can do whatever they want. You will eat the bugs and you will enjoy and you will own nothing and you will be blissful while they fly around on their carbon footprints privately. Eventually, our people, Glenn, are going to have to learn to become ungovernable by the spirit of the age. We will not comply with any of this. We dare you to try to enforce it because you couldn't enforce it against all of us. And there's one place where we're doing that successfully. And I want to use that as an example. The, the, right now, CDC says only 2% of Americans have put those jabs into their children. Only 2%. Okay, now I would argue that's still too high, but that's a pretty low and anemic number. I promise you if the number mm-hmm. had been 25 or 30, they would have said you cannot put your child in anything that receives federal funding this fall, including a daycare that gets Head Start, anything. K-12, through daycare that gets Head Start, anything. I promise you if it was 25 to 30% of Americans, still a really low number, but if they had started with that baseline, they then would have said you cannot put your child into anything that receives federal funding this fall unless you inject them with this experimental substance. The fact that though it's only two, so they, they, that's no baseline. They can't start from there. So they don't even talk about it now. They drop it. We need to make this a regular part of our regimen here. Don't sit here. The old, the old ways of we're going to watch Fox News all day long, vote GOP, and, and the red wave will save us. That's out the window now. All right. Take control of your own fate. We will become ungovernable by the spirit of the age. If you live in San Diego and they want to choke your kids out with those masks, I want to see 20, 30 dads get together on the first day of school. We're dropping the kids off to school that day. We're not wearing masks and we're walking them in and we dare you to do something about it. We'll be back again tomorrow and the next day and the next day until you get the point. We're never doing this to our children ever again and we won't let you get away with it. This is the attitude that our people need to begin to embrace. Amen. All right. Uh, back with more of Steve Dace. He's actually um, in the uh, Mercury Studios doing a special called Uncensored, the truth of COVID vaccines. Uh, and I'm going to have him tell you all about that and more with Steve Dace. Always fascinating and uh, passionate. And unfortunately, usually right, too. Our sponsor this half hour. Uh, I might have mentioned it once or twice before on the program. It's MyPillow. MyPillow is a great company that makes really great things to sleep with. Uh, MyPillow is, I shouldn't say that. I mean, Hunter Biden could be listening. Uh, they have their biggest bedsheet sale ever. This is for their Percal sheets, which are available now in a variety of colors and sizes, all included in the sale. For example, the queen size, regular price is $89.99. Uh, now it's $39.98. And you can use the promo, uh, promo code BECK when you do it, and you'll get that thirty nine ninety eight price. Very limited supply, so order now. They're really breathable. They have cool and crisp feelings to them, perfect for summer nights. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special square, and use the promo code BECK. MyPillow.com, promo code BECK, or you can call them at 800-966-3117. At MyPillow.com, promo code BECK. 10 seconds, station ID. Welcome back to the uh, welcome back to the program. You know, Steve, you have been 
really one of the real leaders in the fight against this uh, COVID thing. You know, I, I've said to people so often because people will call me and say, you got to cover this. You have to cover that. No, no, we I can't cover everything <laughs> to the extent that it needs to be covered. You know, I do my thing. You do your thing. And I have to tell you, listening to you every day because you're on the blaze right after me. Um, I, t- I tell you, you had that thing nailed nailed from the beginning what is where are we on this because you know fauci came out again i think it was a couple of weeks ago and said you know we're not done with this yet it's coming back and then Hmm. you know they're they're talking about the monkey pox and everything else and something's wrong with that monkey pox thing glenn i gotta tell you the last 28 months this story has wrecked me i mean i I went from, man, I really, do I really have to stand with Alex Jones in order to stand up against big tech censorship? I was there 28 months ago to now I am, uh, I'm Alex Jones with Bible verses now, Glenn. I mean, this is, this is what the, <laughs> this is, this is what the last 28 months have, they have done to me. I mean, this is, the lies are so obvious. The, the data is so contrary. And I just use their data. I don't even project. I don't, I don't even, there's so many good independent people that are now banished. You can go to on Substack and get great data and projections from. I don't even have to go to that next level of skullduggery or muckraking. I can just use the data that these countries, including our own, give us. I mean, Germany this week admitting its health department, one out of every 5,000 doses, not patients, doses, of COVID vaccine could lead to a serious adverse effect. We have given out 600 million of these doses in this country, Glenn. I mean, that works out to well over 100,000 people. The good news is you can't sue the pharmaceutical companies or the Excellent government news. for it. Yes, indeed. And, I, and, and, and so they set up this Veris database. Here's what's funny, but not ha-ha funny, uh, cut, cutting myself funny. When you go into the, the vaccine adverse effect reporting system, and that was the system they gave us in exchange for indemnifying these manufacturers, that, that this would be a transparent system. Well, now you can't use the data. They claim the system is not reliable. Uh, I, but here's the thing. It's not a Reddit form. You don't, you don't file a VARES report, Dear Penthouse Forum, I never thought this could happen to me. That's not the way it works, Glenn. All right? it, it, you, it, takes, it takes hours, Glenn, for a physician, and then you have to like legally agree, you sign a disclaimer, I could be criminally prosecuted if, I, if this is wrong. I mean, this filters out false reports. That's why every study has shown it's underreporting. If you look at the VARES database right now, there are more hospitalizations from the COVID vaccine being self-reported in that system than the one out of every 5,000 serious adverse effect ratio that the German government is admitting to right now. We have more than that right now. But even if we use that number, let's just go with their data. We don't have to even project. Just use their own. It's bad enough. A month ago, I spoke at the Reagan dinner in Billings, Montana, largest city in Montana. All right. Um, That's the population of Billings. Imagine you got up like 28 days later one day and everyone in Billings had a nervous center, nervous system problem, myocarditis, um, you know, uh, had had immunosuppression, had a new autoimmune issue like you struggle with. Imagine if the entire city of Billings got that. That would be like the lead story on the news. We'd be like, we have to figure out what causes this, what's the origin of this, and it's just like it never happens. There's no data that you could present. 
that will cause them to reconsider any of their agenda at all. Now with monkeypox, we are literally being told that gay orgies, if you look at the if you look at the congruency of their policy, Glenn, gay orgies are more important than church services, your business being open, meeting going and seeing you're having a funeral, a prom for your kid, a wedding, because those were all the things we had to shut down for COVID, but because anything could be a super spreader event. We know the one thing that spreads monkeypox, but they will never ever tell us that those have to be uh, there needs to be social distancing there those have to be shut down why because from the beginning and this this goes to the first day i read the imperial college survey and my background in data and analytics just found so many incongruencies here uh, and it was clear that there's an agenda here. And when you found out that Imperial College has an entire wing in its university devoted to winning the 200-year war against fossil fuels, and it just so happened they put out a report that said we can't stop this thing, and so every solution to it will be the Green New Deal, those aren't, those aren't fallacies, those aren't mistakes, those aren't hypocrisies. They're purposeful. It's been an agenda of control from the beginning. I will tell you, uh, I just talked to Bill O'Reilly. He so disagrees with this, what you just said. I agree with you entirely. I mean, I don't know why. Look, if you look into everything else and this is the most logical answer, that's your answer, man. Amen. That is your answer. Uh, Back with uh, more from Steve Dace in just a minute. Stand by. Does he have time? All right. Uh, let me tell you about our uh, sponsor this uh, uh, this half hour, and it is the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Tunnel to Towers. If you can't make it, Steve, I know he's talking off air. If you can't make it, no big deal. Sorry, I didn't. I thought you might have my extra time. Um, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation is building a do-good village in Land Lakes, Florida. It's the first of its kind as a community with over 100 homes for program recipients. It's a place where Gold Star families, families of first responders, catastrophically injured heroes can live together with neighbors who understand. It's a place where children of these families can grow up together. The foundation is on a mission to do more for these families. All this do good village is going to do is just help people and i think help people beyond measure and it's thanks to an extraordinary donation of many acres of land and of course your generosity if you haven't looked into tunnel to towers will you please i think it's a great great um uh charitable uh, uh, organization that you can give to donate eleven dollars a month at t2t.org that's t2t.org So we just had Steve Dace on. He had to run. He is in the middle of uh, getting ready for a big special. He's in town to prepare for a special on Blaze TV next Tuesday at 9 p.m. We're having a... Well, we're, we're calling it uncensored, the truth of COVID vaccines, because they're not done with this yet. And uh, there's a free discussion that has to happen. Why have distinguished medical careers and reputations been ruined? Social media accounts erased, the truth buried, all in the name of safety. If we cannot speak freely... Our loved ones, our children, our republic are in grave danger. And it's got to stop. 
Blaze TV host Steve Dace, uh, Sarah Gonzalez, and Daniel Horowitz rip the mask off and go where the media has feared. Renowned cardiologist and epidemiologist Dr. Peter McCullough joins us to discuss his fight against COVID censors and gives you the evidence showing our experiment with COVID-19's, uh, COVID-19 vaccinations have been a very dangerous one. Why are we barred from questioning the side effects? Why is there forced silence? It is time to ask honest questions without fear of censorship, because this still is America, or at least it's still America at blazetv.com. Blazetv.com. Go there. If you haven't signed up yet, join us Tuesday, July 26th. That's next Tuesday, 9 p.m. Uh, use the promo code UNSAFE to become a Blaze TV subscriber. Get $20 off your first year subscription to blazetv.com. Uh, there's never been a more critical time uh, to uh, to join. And by the way, it's UNSAFE is the promo code uh, for this special. All right, a couple of things I want to sweep up. Uh, here in the last half hour of the uh, program. First of all, we told you about the 10-year-old rape victim. The president broke the news that this poor girl had to be shuttled, shuttled across the border into Indiana because, oh, those people in Ohio just hate so much. She was a rape victim. She's 10. She was probably nine when she was impregnated. And uh, we couldn't get any information on it. And the laws in Ohio uh, don't say that. That's because the doctor uh, that uh, saw this 10-year-old is a, an abortion advocate and a, a big campaigner. And I think she saw, ooh, here's a really good opportunity. I'm going to have her go across state lines and she'll get her abortion over there. So the attorney general in both uh, Ohio and um, uh, Illinois, I think it was Illinois. Um, no, Wisconsin. It doesn't matter. Uh, anyway, the, the two AGs got together and uh, said, well, I don't know anything about this. Do you know anything about this? No arrests were made. Nobody had any information on who raped this little girl. Well, we found out that it was an illegal alien. Then the next day, we found out that it was an illegal alien that was living with the girl. And that's all we could, that's all we could find. And he had confessed to it when he was arrested. Well, I told you last or earlier this week when we were reporting on this, he's an illegal alien, and I bet your mom is an alien whether she's legal or not. I bet those two were shacking up. And he had his desire to uh, be fulfilled with a nine-year-old at the time. And the mom should be arrested for reckless endangerment as well. Well, she hasn't been arrested, but it comes, uh, comes out yesterday that it looks like the mom is in a domestic relationship with the alleged illegal alien rapist. We'll continue to follow the story. I don't know if you saw the body cam of the police video of the four-year-old that was shooting at cops. Police were arresting a, a dad at McDonald's in Utah. And a four-year-old, a four-year-old grabbed his dad's gun and started shooting at police. 
I get a briefing every morning. And it has filled me with such angst over the last couple of years because I have to choose what gets on the show and what doesn't. And, and I'm also working way ahead on things and I'm, I'm looking at stories that may not make sense to you right now, but they're important. And so my producers and I put together a list of about 40, 30, 40 stories every day. And, uh, we call it my morning briefing and I get it. And about four o'clock in the morning, I start going through them and, uh, I just decided recently that you need to see those. Now, some are unverified, um, so you can't take anything, uh, you know, that doesn't come from a uh, an organization that you really know. Um, because, again, some of it is raw research for me. But as I was reading it today, and if you've signed up for it, you might have felt this way as well. By the way, you can get it at glenbeck.com. It's free. Um, We're standing in the threshold. One more step, and I think we're in big trouble, and the world is going to change. And we have to be prepared for it, and we have to be willing to stand up. But the center won't hold anymore. When you have four-year-olds shooting at police, when you have six-year-olds beating on police officers, when you have a guy who tried to stab uh, a candidate in New York uh, who failed in his attempt to assassinate that guy, that they take him to jail and the judge releases him that night on his own recognizance, we're, we're in a different league entirely. When you have the FBI going door to door as they are in Delaware and as they are threatening to do to the uh, the sheriffs in Missouri, demanding that they see your gun or demanding that they get all of the names of people that have a concealed carry permit, you are in a different world. When you have a president saying he is going to uh, issue an emergency order and declare a national emergency on climate of all things. You're about to lose your, your Republic. The only state of emergency that needs to be declared right now is the state of emergency that we have with our own federal government and this president, because the presidency is way out of control. No matter what party the president is from, when they say any version, well, since Congress won't act, I will. That should have alarm bells going off in every single person. I don't care if Donald Trump said it, Ronald Reagan said it. When they say, if Congress will not act, I will. That is a direct violation of the president's oath of office. Most Americans have no idea how weak the office of the president should be. But Woodrow Wilson put the cabinet together, his little advisors, and then those little advisors hired people, and they made all of these departments. 
And now the president can tell these departments exactly what to do. And in effect, he makes laws. And I think Americans prefer it this way. I really do. But you have no one to answer to you if that is the case. But I think people prefer it that way. They want somebody that they like, they voted for, uh, to have a magic scepter that can just, uh, they can wave that magic scepter over and control prices and give you free stuff and define marriage and provide abortions and protect you from climate change. But that's unconstitutional. None of those jobs are listed in the Constitution for the president. None of them. Not even close. In fact, let me give you a quick reminder here that maybe you can share with your friends who prefer the Magic Scepter presidency. The founders put Congress in front and center in the Constitution, not the president. And here's why. They had major kingophobia. Okay? It's like Germany right after Hitler. They're like, okay, let's not do that again. And they knew that men would try to gather more and more power and consolidate that power. And that was everything they were trying to get away from. So what did they do? Well, they were very cautious when they put together the office of the president, the executive branch. After the preamble, the very first line of the article says, All legislative powers herein granted shall shall be vested in a Congress of the United States, which shall consist of a Senate and House of Representatives. So all legislative power is granted to Congress, not the EPA, not the FDA. They can be there, I guess, to enforce, but they don't make the rules. Congress does. It means no legislative power is granted to the president. Now, I know you know this, but I'm not sure about the rest of America. The president can't make laws. So if the president can't make laws, what's his job then? Well, the first thing the Constitution instructs the president to do is to take an oath to, quote, preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. That's his top priority. Yet now, the Constitution, that's just left for some crazy, wacko conservative judges on the Supreme Court. No, that's the whole point. The whole point of government is to protect the rights of the people that come from God. And when a government becomes hostile to those rights, the people need to rethink things. The president can negotiate treaties. He can grant pardons. He's the commander in chief. Supreme Court justices. He can appoint other positions, again, with Senate approval. He can give Congress a State of the Union in a written report. Doesn't have to be a speech. That was Woodrow Wilson. Stop it! He can recommend measures that he thinks are important for their consideration. He's expected to receive the heads of state. He's expected to make sure the laws are faithfully executed. And that's it. That's it. The founders knew 
executive power will become executive abuse. So they designed the Constitution with uh, with precision to ensure the president was kept in check. Yeah, he had veto power over legislation. But that could be reversed by two-thirds majority in Congress. And by the way, the president just was like, I don't like that. The president had veto power if he felt it was unconstitutional. And he could make appointments. Most of them had to be confirmed in the Senate. In other words, the people kept the um, president in check. The House of Representatives, the Senate, and the people. The Constitution, as it was ratified, gives the president very few powers. There's nothing in the Congress or nothing in the Constitution that talks about his agenda or taking action because the Congress won't. Everything about corrective action, you know, when he doesn't like it, he can't just he can just say, "Ah, oh, you know what? We're not listening to the Supreme Court that time. That that's not in the Constitution." The only way forward is for people to learn the Constitution and dial back the out-of-control presidential power. I warn you, the president, the office of the president, is going to spook the hell out of people. I think I know what side it's coming from, but maybe we dodge a bullet this time, and next time it will spook the hell out of the other half of America. We must dial back his power. Rough Greens. Thomas uh, wrote in about his dog's experience with Rough Greens. He said, I have two Huskies, and I have to admit it, I didn't expect much. I thought for sure it was a gimmick, but I am a true believer. Not only has it been three weeks, but my dog's fur looks incredible. The excitement and stamina is overwhelming. Thank you so much, Rough Greens. Thomas, I hear you, is exactly the same experience I had with my dog, Uno. He loves it. He is more frisky. He is he's just more healthy. Uh, here's what I want you to do. It's, it's not a dog food. It's something you put on your dog food, and it's chock full of vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants. If it's healthy for your dog, it's probably in Rough Greens. Just... Try Rough Greens. Just try it for a, just a trial period. You get a trial bag. They're going to send it to you for free. They don't want you out of any money if your dog won't eat it. Um, but um, just call them and get the trial bag. You'll have to pay for shipping. Feed it to your dog. If your dog will eat it, then go back. I mean, I saw results, and, and uh, obviously Thomas saw results right away. But not all dogs are, you're going to see results in. Watch him over the next few months. The, it, the changes just keep coming. It's great. Rough Greens. R-U-F-F Greens dot com slash back. Rough Greens dot com slash back. Or call 833-GLEN-33. Call them today. This is the Glenn Back Program. People in Delaware now have the FBI or uh, AT, uh, um, uh, ATF going in door to door and asking people to see their guns. Uh, they need to check the serial numbers. Don't do it. 
don't do it. It's against the Constitution. Just politely say, no, when you come back with a warrant, I'll be happy to show you anything you need, but you need a warrant. No, thank you. Um, We're going to show you the real-life story of Marilyn and Paul Hooper, who had the FBI kick their door down early in the morning, handcuffed them, interrogated them without an attorney for three hours. A case of uh, mistaken identity. They tell us all about it and how to stand tonight, 5 o'clock on Blaze TV.